0: Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. It is great to be back on a Sunday morning and I'm broadcasting from Tuncurry Foster Racecourse, where we get the New Haven Park Country Championships underway today. The first uh, heat of the series and the first time that the country championships has ever been raced on this race course, one of the newest race courses in New South Wales. More about that right throughout the day. Gary Cleese will be joining me with Priscilla uh, Looker for the coverage here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Race number seven is the country championship qualifier here later today. Yesterday at Royal Ranwick, Group 2 action in the Apollo Stakes, it felt like a Group One. The champ, Animo, was back and he did it in style. The two-year-olds, the golden slipper, did we learn anything yesterday? Are you more confused about how this golden slipper is shaping up? Uh, We had two important races in Sydney, two down in Melbourne. Speaking of Melbourne, a Group 1 protest upheld, giving the race to Jackano. With
1: me at Royal Randwick yesterday was Ron Duffersey and Corey Brown. Well, it was definitely an eventful day. Um, We had a day of some perfect rides, a mm-hmm. bunch of them really, Yes. Um, some freakish performances, protests, uh, unfortunately a couple of falls um, in Sydney and in, in Brisbane and the two-year-olds are still up in the air, I think so. Yeah, I think the Phillies the Phillies are coming out and on top at the moment. Yeah, for sure.
0: Let's have a look at uh, Animo, let's get straight into the show because we've got a lot to bring you today uh, and an update on Tom Marquand, thankfully the news is, uh, is great with him, and an update on uh, the situation in Brisbane as well. Animo in the Apollo Stakes, well he was uh, a seven time Group One winner going into this, it looks as though he'll pick up his eighth in the Chipping Norton in a couple of weeks if this is anything to go by
1: yeah well he he was just he took bad luck out of the equation yeah. straight away, didn't he Clary? he yeah. just uh, everyone was worried about the map and how it looked and how it unfolded but once he landed in that one one
2: it was just a good ride by James Mcdonald, like you said, he just took all the all, all the all the bad luck out of the question he he pushed him up on speed, settled him into the one one and just got to ride the horse although James says he's, he's a better chase horse, he would have loved to have ridden him a sort of a pair further back but there wasn't enough speed, or even on paper. There wasn't enough speed to ride him like that. But he, he, he's an absolute gun. But I was really surprised with James's comment afterwards. He said, "As soon as he gets there, he just idles down. He just does what he has to." Um, he, he'd be a bit, a little bit scary to ride, I reckon, Animo.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, he's got a my. He, you're right. He's, he's got a octagonal. Used to be a little yeah, bit like correct. that. Never won by a big space, but mm. they know they just do enough. And yeah. look, he, look he's, he's, he's brushed home in. I think they, they come in 33 61. that's as good as you could do yep. on the day. So he had to be ridden like that, otherwise it would have been said an impossible task. Yep. Um, I think it's a, a lovely, perfect return for him because he didn't have a hard run. No, uh, no. It was like a, um, a barrier trial brush home yep. and everything will be full steam ahead. He has to have his four runs this preparation. Those mares, there's nothing between those three mares that filled second, third and fourth. No. You had Hinged, his tough, mm-hmm. fangirl who surprised, I'm shocked that she had to get so far back. She doesn't have to get that far back. Mm. Um, if you looked at most people, a lot of people had her in the top three in the run. So um, the day she finds the box seat, she's going to be awfully hard to beat on a dry track. And Ice Bath, yeah, she, she did what she did. She yeah. ran really, really well. Another perfect race.
2: Well, there's actually, when the more you go over that race, they just, they keep jumping out at you, the good runs. Um, I thought Ice Bath was terrific, um, Fangirl little bit of a forgive too wh- the way that track raced yesterday it wasn't the place to be on the inside uh, everyone kept sort of going back to the inside but they just weren't making ground there so she was a little bit of a she run terrific but I reckon she would have run much better had she got out into the middle of the track
1: yeah but he just finds a way he he, he cruises up to them um, in the animo way and you think oh he's got to put five in them here but then he he, he clocks off yeah and he, he does what he has to do and still runs the I'd suggest he runs the sectionals that are good enough, but fangirl I thought was um, outside the winner was was outstanding. Let's go and hear from uh, James
0: Cummings and also the winning rider, James McDonald.
3: He goes out and he comes back and he goes through his preliminaries and you've just got to keep having the faith, uh, but he, uh, well, what a player, he just comes back, he just comes back better again, a more mature horse. Um, he sweated up and got hot in a, on a hot day. 12 months ago he wasn't handling that so well but today he handled that far better and uh and he's uh, he he james McDonald made it look absolutely painless and you allowed him to use his uh, his ability to be prominent in these way for age races and and uh, and he, he was he was terrific so uh, very proud of uh, proud of animo and, uh, and and great for the team to have the the big horse back and, uh, and and there's a lot we can look forward to
4: took the words out of my mouth probably um he did it in the cox blade or oh. I, should, I shouldn't say that because he was all out, he was doing his best, but today he, I really felt him just uh, clock off for the 150
2: to go and try and encourage him and he's only just put a half a length on hinge, but great horse hinged, now Fangio in third, it's a proper race. Mate, how do you rate this horse, like you've ridden some great horses over the last you know half a dozen years, but where does he sit?
4: Well, oh, he's a
2: phenomenal horse and the the reason being he's got an amazing d- demeanour, he conserves energy in a race, like no horse I've ever ridden, and uh, doesn't spend a penny, accelerates. He used to, as a two-year-old, he used to have a wow factor of putting a field away, but as these stallions get
4: older, he's lost that.
0: And now let's get an update from Annabelle Nisham on her two runners, Moonga and of Indices, and an update on Zaki.
4: Yeah, both solid enough runs. It was um, looked to be a relatively sedate pace. I think uh, Laws of Indices probably might have needed that run, but I thought came off the bridle quite early, but I thought he was really tough to the line. He'll improve no end for that. And um, Mawanga was, was super. He sort of followed Animo everywhere. And um, But obviously, again, it's re- looked a reasonably sedate tempo. He's a horse that really will thrive on a race with pressure. But for a first up run, I thought he was really solid. Um, just look forward to stepping him up in trip next time.
0: And you've got multiple runners in the trials on Monday at Rosehill, notably Zaki, what are we looking for there?
4: Yeah, Zaki, he'll have a nice trial, um, we never sort of let him off the bridle too much, he doesn't need to, but he'll have a nice neg- leg stretch, let him run up the straight, and um, yeah, provided we're happy with him, he'll, he'll head towards the Canterbury Stakes first up.
0: Alright, let's have a look at this shipping Norton Stakes market, Animo $1.80 now. $1.80, that's in a fortnight, uh, the first group one coming up in Sydney. It'll be on the same day as the surround stakes. We'll have two group ones on the same day. And up in the air, who'll, uh, who will go there? Uh, now, think it over, if you look him up, he's still spelling. So I don't think he should even be there if the um, stable returns right. He's still recovering from injury. Uh, that's the uh, Chipping Norton Stakes market. Now, down in Melbourne... Uh, Jack I was beaten by Gentleman Roy when they hit the post in the Group 1 CFO stakes. But, Ronnie, they won it in the stewards' room for the colt.
1: Yep, a tricky decision. Took a long time for it to come through, and they really thought about it. So, look, he's a tough competitor, Gentleman Roy, and you have to feel for connections because he, he fought hard. It's his trade. It, that's his trademark. Uh, but Jack I good effort. He's got uh, two Group 1s now, so he... Um, You know, he's he's future set in concrete there. Nugget was very good up in class, and I'm Thunderstruck just was, just probably will will probably be the improver out of the run. But the protest here um, is interesting because it's very close to the line. You can see Gentleman Roy just wandering out there. They do make, you know, enough contact and the other Nugget's sort of there, jamming in there as well. So it's a bit of a ping pong. So yeah, not much in it. it, was very close to the line. Um, you're not going to argue with the decision, although although if you're back, Gentleman Roy, yeah. and you're back to Animo two years ago on the Cox Plate, correct? Uh, you'd be having a, a dirty taste in your mouth. Yeah, like you
2: watch the lateral shot, and the, there doesn't look to be so much in it. But the head-on, I know they make sort of decent contact, but I don't know. It's, it's like you said, it's a bit 50-50. Yeah,
1: it was very close. I know they got a, that's their job. They got a decision to make, and mm. upheld. You got to live with it.
0: What about over in New Zealand, the Herbie Dyke, and uh, it was a Group 1, a Tarapa, sharp and smart, this horse that we first saw here in the Brisbane winter. He looked like he had so much to offer. He came back and won a Group 1 in Sydney, the Spring Champion. He'll be back in Sydney for the Australian Derby, for which he's favourite now. In fact, he is the $6 favourite for the Derby when he arrives
1: here via a New Zealand Derby. Yeah, you look at this from the turn on, you think, okay, he's got the job done, good strong win, but... If you go back and have a look at this race, this was an enormous win. He went forward from a wide draw, was up near the lead, dragged back to last. Then he got caught wide, no cover the whole race. And his effort here was simply superb. And they got into a bump and jaw at the top of the straight. at the top of the straight, he got put off balance there as well. So there's so much merit in this performance. This was one tough win. I don't know much about the opposition uh, without doing a lot of form over there, but... If you look at the performance, uh, just sitting back watching the whole race, mm. you know, before the turn you would have thought this horse has got no hope in the wide, wide world with the, the work and what's happened in the run and the start where he had a go at going forward, then he went back and then he rolled forward and um, it was uh, just a, a superb performance and he, he's probably a deserved uh, derby favourite at this yeah. stage.
0: All right, he'll, uh, he'll have opposition with Manzoyce, who uh, I'm assuming is going to return in the Hobartville next Saturday because we saw him work between races uh, last Saturday. So maybe he goes to the Hobartville alongside Aft Cabin and also Golden Mile, who were slotted to, to go around there. Light Fingers Stakes, Group 2, off the back of a Group 1 win. Oh, before we go into Win In Secret, let's hear from Graham Rogerson before we leave um, Sharp and Smart. Here's what he had to say after the race.
5: He can run a 633 and he's still sat there and every time
6: you hit him he gives. Yeah. From what he was doing in the spring, to see him come back and win a group one Wait for age in summer, how special is that? I think next spring I think you'll see a real good horse. Is that on the first Tuesday in, uh, in, in November? I hope so. What's yeah, next Graham? I'd, I'd love to take him to Hong Kong but uh, we'll see what happens. New Zealand derby next up. Yeah. And
4: in Australia.
6: AJC Derby. Corey, he's gonna win the
0: lot. He win the Melbourne Cup, he win in Hong Kong, he win two derbies. He win whatever Rogie wants to put him in. He's not backward in going forward, Rogie. He is in secret. Now, um, group two light fingers. Shit, we last saw her winning the group one Coolmore down the straight. She's uh, pretty special. And Corey, it, it wasn't perfect at the start for Nash. No, it wasn't. Um, she was
2: a fraction slow away, which I was talking to Ronnie earlier. It's becoming a bit of a habit of hers. Like she, she wasn't asked to do too much in the two trials that she had, but she flopped out yesterday. But to Nash's credit, he didn't panic. He just he, he, you know, gathered her up, let her travel. There were so many good rides yesterday, um, but I, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Nash. He just he waited and waited. He was as cool as a cucumber. Pushed the button with only about, I reckon, 75, 50 to go. Um, he,
1: he just knew what he had underneath him. It was a terrific win. She's a very good filly. Mm. Yeah, she's a very good filly. Now, she won't want to keep this habit because it'll cost her races of uh, missing the start and uh, giving start. So she's done it in two trials and first up here and got away with it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she can't do it every time at the at the level that she's going to be competing at. So. Uh, we'll keep an eye on her, and hopefully they get on top of that. I don't think there's any malice in her, and she doesn't play up. She's just learnt a bad habit. Yeah. Sometimes you take, you see these horses trial. We trial them a lot more than what we used to, and trainers don't give them hard trials. And these horses get used to just flopping yeah. out and learning to settle, and it can be detrimental for sure to, to race day. You know, you got to teach these horses uh, how to win sometimes. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of horses that have a lot of trials, the older horses, old mature horses, that just learn a few bad habits. I'm yep. not saying she's in that case yet, uh, but... Um, they want to see to it quickly. Yeah, th- yeah, that's right. You've got to get on top of those yep. things. Look, there were some great runs in the race. Sunshine and Paris uh, lifted to another level, as did Cinderella Day. Yeah. Uh, they were both excellent there. And the one I want to follow is Madame Pomery. I thought she'd uh, really matured into a big, strong filly. And when she gets to the mile... Yep. She, has, uh, she is going to have a lot to say. Firebomb was okay. Uh, so no real negatives out of the race, other than she's a very good filly, the winner, but might be more the sprinting filly. Yep. But moving forward to the mile, she might get away with the 1,400 as well, but moving forward to the mile, I think it's all about Madame Pomery mm. for me.
0: Well, yep. right, let's hear once again from James Cummings, Nashua Willow, and we'll hear from the Beaten Brigade as well
3: been a little slow out dwelling in both her barrier trials so we were expecting that today no, no real surprises but uh, Nash was uh, quick to realise that he shouldn't panic if that happened and, uh, and, and just to gather her up and fill her uh, uh, sails full of air and, uh, and away she went once she got the gap he timed his run perfectly so it's a really neat return from my perspective and uh, i very pleased for the filly. Group one surround is here over seven furlongs in two weeks and it'll be great to see her uh, flourish in the next fortnight ahead of that target.
1: I don't feel a like her, there's, there's no panic
4: and it's just um, making sure you don't make a blue and, and um, you know although look they sort of kicked away from us a bit there turning in, I didn't want to be the first one out chasing them either so she'd made sort of a bit of ground along the fence there and I, I didn't want to be first one under pressure so I, I just bided me time for another 50 or 100 and, and knew that she would um, be good. look
7: good late. Ryan Maloney, Sunshine in Paris.
5: Yeah, huge run. Um, obviously stepping up in, in grade as we all knew, but um, look, she acquitted herself really well and heads to the surround, 14-hundred, we brought up her alley. Sam Clippen and Cinderella days. Uh, mighty
2: effort. Had the race won till probably the last 50, and she's beaten by a very good filly, as we know, and in secret, and uh, I think mine, my filly has returned in
7: very good order. Jason Collett, Madam Pomeroy?
2: Yeah, very good return. Um, and the start and finish it off well.
7: Karen McAvoy, revolutionary miss? Yeah,
2: great run. First, uh, first run back. She um, put forward a great run. She's, she just had a bit of room I would have been able to really unleash, so she's in for a great prep.
7: Brenton O'Della, Fireburn?
8: Yeah, happy enough. Um,
7: she gave me a lovely ride,
8: did everything right. I
5: thought she presented the run top
8: three and just maybe ran out of a bit of condition late and probably appreciating a bit of more moisture in the track.
7: And William Pite, she's a belter. Yeah, was
4: a good hit out for her. She'll, she'll
7: improve. Tim Clark, North Starless? Oh.
4: Yeah, she ran well. She stayed on well. Maybe just looking for that 1,400 now.
0: Okay, to the Surround Stakes in a fortnight on the same uh, program as the Chipping Norton Stakes and uh, rightfully so, she's favourite, $2.30. But Zoo Gotcha comes back into the mix after being a scratching yesterday and then you've got Sunshine in Paris. That's the Surround Stakes coming up on the 25th of February. When we come back, four two-year-old races to show you. Godolphin continued on with their stakes wins, a double in Melbourne, both two-year-olds, and in a... In Sydney, we saw this monster, Cafe Millennium, win the opener and learning to fly, maintain favoritism, strengthen favoritism in the Golden Slipper in the English Millennium yesterday. On, different ideas, different. The opener yesterday at Royal Randwick was the Piero Plate. Now, This was extraordinary, the performance by Café Millennium, who trialled well leading into this. Uh, The first thing you notice when he walks into the yard is his size. And it wasn't lost on uh, watching him live in the race as well. He seemed to get bigger. And look at him over the top of them, uh, considering what happened at the start. So, boys, take it away. He um, He gets a bump at the start. He caused it, but he squeezed out Don Corleone.
1: Yeah, and poor old Don didn't know what hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he a it from both sides on Don. Yeah, but uh, but look at this, Chloe. You don't see this very often. He's still a big babe and he's still all legs and he didn't know what to do with the speed on early here. And you thought, oh, he, he got, you would think he had no hope from no. You considering circumstances and it's his first start.
2: But it was actually a really good ride by Tom. Like he got shut out of it at the start and um, it took him a long while to get balanced up, but Tom didn't keep riding him. He actually grabbed hold of him and let him sort of go through his gears, but even at the, I would say, the 200 metre mark, he's still nearly crossing his legs. He's all un- unbalanced and awkward, and
1: when the penny drops with this horse, he's going to be some some sort of horse. It's a matter of when the penny drops with him. Is he going to learn? He's looked all right in his trials, actually, mm. he was not, but he hasn't been under pressure like this. See? Yep. So It was only when the pressure, under pressure, he just sort of, panicked a little bit, didn't know what to do. So if he learns quickly, and when you consider he did all those things wrong, and runs faster time than learning to fly, you really gotta stand up and take notice then. And that extra
2: 100 metres, 1,200, he's gonna be, he's gonna travel that much better, he's gonna go through his gears a lot better, but just having that race experience yesterday, I reckon he's
1: going to come on tenfold. It'll be interesting to see what John does with him now yep. and how he does come on, because all eyes are on him. If he can do that again, well, they, they are dead set cooking with gas. Yeah. Um, I, I I couldn't take a short price him next time doing things wrong like that. Mm. Uh, so I Don Corleone, in retrospect, well, on the day, we thought, oh, jeez, everyone left flat. Yep. They, they thought he could well be the or well, most thought he was the, could well be the Golden Slipper horse. But once you get home, take a few deep breaths. Yeah. Um, I think we can be a little forgiving. Oh, I would be very forgiving. He got chopped out of it at the
2: start and it forced him back. Like they thought he'd race a bit closer than what he did, he, obviously his first up run. But the part of the track where James had to go, it, nothing made ground there all day. Um, he, he run up there like he was going to, you know, put him to the sword. But he just bogged down. I, I, I think it's a complete forgive run, myself.
1: Uh, so do I now. And after getting home and mm. looking at the pad of grass he was on, uh, which we didn't know at the time, mm. um, I think if the market opposes him next time, I think he's worth another chance. Mm-hmm. But uh, on face value, you'd say disappointing, but when you try to assess perceived bias, I think it's very forgiving.
0: Yeah. Well, I... Uh, Little did we know what was going to happen later in the day to Tommy Marquand. He got off to such a great start on uh, that boy, Cafe Millennium, and so did John O'Shea.
6: He didn't execute that well in the first part of the race, to be fair. He did get chopped out coming out of the gates, but then he didn't sort of execute as well as we would have liked. We thought we'd be sort of a little bit closer in the run. We always knew that he had the capacity to do what he did in the final part of the race. But he, he really needs to learn his craft. He's a big horse. And that's why we were keen to bring him to Randwick and keep him at Randwick. Um, but you know, it's great for Ron and, and Mr Lever. They've got a, a really nice colt. We trialled him in the spring and then just put him away with the intention of coming here in the autumn and see when he had to offer. Um, and you know, you'd have to be impressed with what you saw there. Have you trained many bigger two-year-olds? I trained a, a horse when I was a godolphin who was a similar horse, his uh, name escapes me. He ended up at Studit in New Zealand. Um, he's actually uh, a brother to Kamentari, and he ran fourth in the slip. He was a similar type horse. Um, but, you know, he, uh, he he's a big horse, but he, he he's always had plenty of ability and he's been always very sharp. And he's, you know, the capacity to trial pre Christmas indicative that he was a competent horse. So um, we're, we're very excited by him. Obviously, We've got to learn a lot between now and a couple, in the next month, but uh, hopefully you'll derive plenty of benefit from that. And Tom's been a great help to preparing him, so uh, it's nice to see Tom on. It.
4: To be honest, probably felt as good as it looked. Like that was a really impressive performance. And um, I got the chance to sit on him the other day, and it was evident he was a lovely horse, but um, he's probably he probably just didn't quite know how to flatten out and. Um, Look, there are a couple of flicks behind the saddle and he was off and away and confirmed what John always thought of him by the sounds of it.
2: Were you expecting to lengthen like he did? Because he really let go once he got balanced up.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, we were, we were pretty sure that he'd sort of let down quite well. Obviously, thought the favourite would be hard to beat and um, to be honest, wasn't quite expecting him to be that, that electric to the line. But uh, yeah, look, he's, he's a lovely horse going forward and still with a lot to learn.
0: We'll show you all the markets in a moment, but he's into $11 now for the slipper, and he's into second favourite for the size at $8. Now, here's uh, Paul Snowden talking about um, Don Corleone.
5: On hindsight, a little bit disappointing. Um, obviously, the expectation was quite high, but I've got to say um, there was a couple of little things. Pre-race, he, he never turned a hair. He, he never broke out in a sweat at all, and when, it, when it's hot like this, sometimes it's good to see a little bit of sweat. Um, He certainly came back after the race. He had none on him at all. For a horse, that's just gone out and ran under these conditions. It's very abnormal. Um, And it's basically you're not releasing that heat inside your body. And that's what he wasn't. And it was like a fatigue run. So he's down there post-race. He's under the cold hose and he's he's presenting like it's a fatigue run. So I think it's a total forgive. Um, I know the horse is way better than that and um, unfortunately we didn't get the right result, but there was little circumstance to prevent him from running at his best today.
0: So there's the assessment from uh, Paul after the run of uh, Don Corleone, which is very interesting. That size market, they probably reacted more looking towards the size, uh, the boys at TAB, making you make Dollars second favourite behind learning to fly at $6, and then a list of big names. So we go to the um trials tomorrow. Uh Zaki will be there and so will Marzu. Another update here from Paul Snowden on uh, the sprinter Marzu, who's already been picked by Arrowfield for this year's Everest.
5: Expecting hopefully to troll well, Gregory. Um look he's come back in good order, um, very much grown up Marzu to what we've had in previous preparations and it's you know it's a good good thing. Um, you know, he's always lacked that we had that immaturity about him. Um and and show glimpses of it at a good level, but I believe hopefully now he's certainly grown up in himself and, um, you know, it all kicks off again on Monday.
0: Okay, now to the uh, English Millennium and a little bit to unpack here. First of all, the performance of Learning to Fly, a very special filly by Justify. Someone's going to get a Ferrari out of this, we're not sure who just yet We also had a fall in the race. Tommy Marquand, it was thought had broken his collarbone, but after being assessed in hospital, he had concussion, uh, but he was cleared of any injury, the head scans and also any breaks. So Tommy hopefully will be back sooner rather than later. And we'll get to Josh Parr in a moment and those dramatic scenes in the stewards room that followed. But on the golden slipper winner, here she is rushing down the outside and winning the English Millennium.
1: She does it again. Ronnie, she's unbeaten two for two. Uh, I think she's an outstanding filly. You know, she's done it both times now. She, she, she was used up at a first start, yeah. set outside the lead and found. Red and uh, quieted. Uh, There's so much to talk about in yeah. this race. Where, where do we start? We could go on for half an hour. But she's an outstanding filly uh, with a will to win, adaptable, and um, Queen of the Cast could have run faster time, I would have thought, but that's we we won't worry. That's not everything. That's only part of the puzzle at this stage of the, the career. Blank to Blank was very hot, and very it, it, she is very talented yes. in her own right. Just got to learn to what it's all about. Kundalini uh, just wasn't a perfect start for her. She got. Squeezed at the start. Not everything went well for her, but she still was very very good. Look at this horse down the outside um, Yeah, Genbare uh, Is it a size produce horse at big odds and and hellish? Uh, I thought hellish was outstanding for a, ho- a Victorian that got lost a little bit here at Ramwick yep. for the first time so lots of options and uh, A lot going forward yeah. to, to, to think of I think
2: she's the real deal um, the winner. Oh, I don't know, Ronnie, there's just something about her like she's got, you know, she can do it up on speed. She showed yesterday that she can come from behind. I don't sh- think she's the finished product yet. She's still got a little bit of furnishing to do, but um, again, I keep saying about jockeys, I've got a mere tag with what they do and what they say after the return to scale about good horses and Chad Schofield, every time I talk to him about this horse, he's just, you know, mm. you know that it's a good horse. Well, yeah. he had it tagged down as a group one horse before
1: she had her first start at Rose Hill, so. Okay. Yeah. And um, what do we make about the, the Josh Parr situation? That's unfortunate. Jockeys make errors of judgment all the time and it's it's a bad feeling when you, you do cause a fall. And, and, and it's part of the game, but yep. he copped it pretty bad.
2: Yeah, he, he, he I, and I felt for Josh, you know, like, because under those circumstances, you, you don't go in, out there you know wanting to cause trouble, but I think the horse took him by surprise as well. I think he, when he pushed the button, he revved up onto the back of him and I'm not saying he didn't have any other option, but he, he popped out and created drama. but I, yeah, I, I did feel for him
1: we've going to get to the bottom of this we've got to get to the bottom of this, uh, this Ferrari saga. Yeah. now Tom Tom um, Just... Magni. Magni. I reckon he's just too embarrassed to take it. <laughs> and then Chiora's probably more Maserati type. <laughs> You know, Annabelle sort of puts yeah, her hands well, out know. to well, take I'd, the keys. I'd, I'd
2: just snatch them, I'd, I'd yeah, grab Well,
1: it. Annabelle would be all right driving around Double Bay in the, the <laughs> Ferrari, but what about when you go there 3 o'clock Saturday morning to Warwick Farm? It would be gone by 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come Surely. On. So, there's, there's a bit of a, a to and froing where this Ferrari actually goes. Maybe they just should put it on the market and buy another yearling with it. Yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> well, here, here's an update on the Ferrari. Has anyone mentioned the word Ferrari to you?
4: <laughs> they have and uh, look, that's for the owners, not for the trainers. But I'm happy that I've won someone a Ferrari and maybe they'll let me drive it for the weekend. <laughs> and I'm hoping it's red.
7: To be given away a Ferrari today is just very exciting. You know, I never thought, you know, I didn't it, I wasn't sure how long it was going to take. But for the first race to come up and the Ferrari to be gone, it just shows you what justifies about to do. Shane Wright from Kia Ora Stud. That Ferrari, who gets it? Uh,
6: Myself and Annabelle are probably going to have a pretty big discussion, in later in the week, so we are. But we'll work something out. We'll, we'll work out a fair circumstance for everyone, I reckon. How do you reckon you look behind the wheel of one of those? Oh, uh, don't know. I think Annabelle's hard to ensure, and I've got one point left, so you know it's going to be a big discussion. So it is. <laughs> Nothing can happen without the horse winning, and as far as sensational wins go, that's a ten out of ten. She was excellent. She was absolutely sensational. Chad rode her perfectly. I mean, at the top of the straight, we were looking at it. She had no right to win, but. You know, she was tough. Good horses become overcome bad barriers. She was just sensational. You know, like Annabelle, Chad, the whole team at Annabelle's, they've done an amazing job.
0: Okay, we had to wait a little while to chat to uh, Annabelle after the race because she raced down to the uh, 200-metre mark to check on Tommy Marquan and and, and her horse, uh, Dorothy Gale, who galloped on, but Tommy was still lying on the track, and uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen there. Uh, Early thoughts was that he had fractured his uh, collarbone. Thankfully, he hasn't. But we caught up with Annabelle, and she had to put that to one side to think about what she'd just done with learning to fly.
4: Funny moment, you win a race, but- Yeah, hard friend to celebrate. down on the track, so I hope he's okay. So hard to celebrate,
0: but but you will be doing that, and I think you're gonna be celebrating a lot more with this filly.
4: <laughs> yeah, she's very special. Um, I'll have to watch it again, my eyes were split. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was obviously had a lot of work to do from the draw, and probably the way the track was playing today, the horses were making up ground, it made me a little bit more confident. Um, it's a shame when they draw wide, and you have to. You know, we made that call. with Ryder a little bit quieter, but she's got so much gate speed. Um, Chad had to restrain her back, but he was losing confidence. Chad before the race, he was very calm. So um, look, he's done a lot of work with the filly, and I'm just so grateful to be training a filly for Coolmore and their partners in Kiora. Um, they're just such great people, and to entrust me with this um, gorgeous gorgeous filly that's so well bred is um, amazing and yeah, just good to get the job done.
0: Will she have one more before the slipper?
4: Yeah I think so, we'll probably go, I don't, we'll see how she pulls up but I'd imagine it'll be something like the, the sweet embrace or, or maybe more likely the Riesling and then yep. into the slipper. It's very special um, and also to be on to
3: one of Annabelle's as well who has been by far my biggest supporter as well so um, she's a filly I just love from the first day I sat on her and I knew she, she was a top class horse. And, um, I mean, just today we, we had a wide run. I thought at the top of the straight I was going to hit the line to run into third or fourth because I had so much work to do but she just kept picking up, picking up and um, I knew um, if I had ridden her that way quietly with someone to chase, she's got a dynamic turn of foot as we saw today.
7: Jason Collett, Kundalini? Stuck on well, uh, just that tempo, tempo for the middle, just sort of put the back markers into it. William Pike, Lazago?
4: Yeah, very nice effort, uh, just a little bit cluttered in the run of the line, I think there's a little bit more there when um, she gets a bit more clear running.
7: Brenton, over dollar for style.
8: Yeah, she ran really well. She probably drew the wrong side of the track, so... Um, you know, she had to work through the worst part of the ground up the inside, but she tried hard, wasn't beaten far.
7: Josh Parr, hellish?
1: He's a nice horse, yeah.
7: Brett or Mexico?
3: He's uh, a difficult colt. Don't a hell of a lot wrong, but beaten about three lengths, so if ever
2: just pulls his head in and does his job, he'll be right right with
7: him. Willer.
2: Yeah, look, uh, Gumbay, a lovely promising horse. He's. He'll be better when he gets to seven furlongs. He just jumped a bit awkward today,
7: so we rode him quiet and really attacked the line well. Karen McAvoy, Soltea?
3: Really good run by
4: him. We
7: weren't able to secure cover around the corner and
2: gave a nice little kick still and wasn't beaten far. It was a bold effort.
7: Rachel King, Arkansas lad?
4: Um, Look, He's a lovely horse going forward. Um, He's just very nearly sort of got brought down in that fall, so he's going to be one for the future.
0: Just on Josh Parr, when they originally started this inquiry, Steve Railton began the inquiry saying, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, briefly while it's all fresh in your minds and then we'll await for Tom Marquand to appear uh, once he's well enough to resume the inquiry. So four jockeys were in there. I think McDonald, Collett, Clark, and indeed Josh Parr. They sat there and they all gave their evidence of, of what they thought uh, happened. Josh Parr, from the moment he opened his mouth, Uh, He was remorseful. He knew what had happened, and he stayed back in the stewards' room after the other three jockeys left, and he uh, pleaded with the stewards to to have this dealt with immediately. He pleaded guilty. Uh, There was no need for Tom Marquand to attend the inquiry. He knew what he did, and he put his hand up, and he got a 20-meeting suspension. Uh, So he'll be out until the middle of March when he can resume riding. Uh, he'll miss not the majority of the carnival, but some big days coming up. Uh, and on Tom, we expect him to be back sooner than what we originally thought, with no fractures to that collarbone. Now to uh, James Harron, uh, one of the part owners of uh, Blanc de Blanc, and also Kieran Maher with Kundalini. It was great to see her run so well. She got a little bit warm in the mounting yard. It's obviously a very hot, very hot day here today. and. Um, Look like I thought, I thought given given her pre-race parade,
6: I thought the run was super. Um, we'll probably get a lot of confidence from that today and um, head towards the Riesling and um, yeah, use that as a precursor to
0: where we go next. Jason was just saying they really kept up the gallop in the mid stages and probably just took that ping out of her a little bit and set it up for the horses um, that were back in the field, but. All credit to the winner. It's a very good horse. Uh, I think our horse, Lost Noah admirers is there. She was very strong. She'll improve again. What next for your horse? She's got options, whether Melbourne's an option um, or we keep her here and concentrate on the slipper. Uh, We'll just see how she pulls up, but, um, yeah, very good. A very good colt went to Melbourne yesterday. Barber, we've seen him in Sydney, brilliant in two runs, and he took it to Melbourne and, and, and did it again. So it was a big double for the Godolphin uh, crew with the two-year-old races yesterday. The Colts and the
1: Phillies, they won both. Firstly, Duff Barber. Yeah, he's a good Mm. colt. He's done it three times now. He's just a quiet little achiever. I heard interviews with James coming into the race saying that he might be underdone and the stable mate might have his measure. So he got that nearly completely right because the stable mate, each give a really good kick. I think Jamie was uh, a little kind to him late there when he had it it one, just uh, rubs him up the neck. And he was excellent. So he he moves forward with confidence now. Uh, I must say... Uh, times again the Phillies run half a second quicker, quicker. Mm. so that comes back to the theory the Phillies might be better mm. And here is the filly, um, which was uh, probably wasn't as well fancied exploring here. She's a brazen bow filly. Uh, she was just missed consistency. Look, she just put herself there, running type, runs time, quicker than barber, and was too good. The Queenslander ran really, really well party for two there. And uh, I thought c- Cigar Flick, where well, we can line that form up with Sydney uh, through the learning to fly race where uh, she was too good for us Uh um, yeah, it's there's, there, they're a bit of a pack. They're a bit of a pack without being an absolute standout. Mm, that, that exploring, to be in
2: front at Sandown for that long. Well, they had the longest straight there yesterday yeah, as well. It's a really big effort, especially look two-year-olds going down. That's quite daunting, that straight. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a superb effort.
1: Yeah, and there was something amiss with the boom oh. horse there. Uh, Charmstone, um, I think she had to be scoped and there was something wrong with the throat or something. Well, Ronnie, let's get this full slipper market up. Where do where do you sit with all this? Well, we start with the favourite. That's where the starting point is, mm. and she's uh, she's two for two now. We've got to have another. We're not going to. We're going to get one more look at this brilliant filly that won the Magic mean. She's out let's of sight, out of mind. Yep. Um, Barber's doing a good job. Blunt the Blunk, and I, I think that was explained pretty well with that she melted yesterday. Where do we stand with Cafe Millennium? And then where do we stand with the two cults of Snowdens who put their name up in lights yep. and then have failed? Your King's Gambit. And I thought Paul explained that very well. Yeah, I was actually, no. I thought it was a great, you know, explanation of that, that cult. Yeah, um, makes you nearly want to back him next time correct. at the good odds. Yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, that's right. When a hot day, when these horses don't sweat, they can boil up inside. Yep. Shinzo's So another we'll take one. a break. Oh, and on know. the way to the break,
0: yeah, well, he'll go around next week, won't he, Ronnie? I'd say this this silver slipper will be a beauty next week. Yeah, we'll learn more again, as we will week to week. OK, here's an update on another good filly. On the way to the break, Platinum Jubilee.
1: Yeah, performed well in the, in, in the Magic Mean, so this will be her first run since. Um, thought she tried out nicely at, at Randwick just to keep her ticking over, so she's a filly that is, I think will sort of cope with racing well. Plan to give her a couple of runs um, leading into the Golden Slipper, this being sort of the
5: first one. And I think she's right on track.
0: Frustrating for the owners of Quantica waiting so long for him to be back at the races. but Gee, what a return yesterday, three hundred and thirty six days off. He had a couple of trials in April. He had to uh, contend with wet tracks, which delayed him uh, starting at the races. He had niggling injuries, but he was back yesterday, and I think John O'Shea can be pretty excited about the future.
1: Yeah, I think he went he went around unfancied, looking at the market as well. You know, like if he was well fancied, he would have been favourite in this race, and I think it all come down to his latest trial where Karen rode him. And he had no luck. <laughs> he just <laughs> run into <laughs> the law and said, oh, he was the type of horse he needed a hard second trial. And he did get tired the last little bit there, but I still, he did run the quickest of the three 1200 meter races on the day, which is a feather in his cap, considering in secret and, and, and the other winner. So uh, there's a, a bit to like about him with plenty of upside to come. And he's, um, he's an interesting horse who's been well looked after. They've been, they have been very patient he was brave again, titanium power, making that time up front. Yep. Gravina was on it again, now Mr Mozart, oh. I reckon he should have won.
2: I, I hope they leave Jase on this horse, he's not an easy horse to ride, um, there was a couple of races back when Willie Pike was riding him, he gave him a bit of a signal and next minute he was off and running, but Jase seemed to handle him well, he got squeezed at the start I think, or he
1: missed the start and um, he rode him quite. He definitely should have won the race. Oh, look, he, he, he could win a good race this preparation. He's an underrated horse who's run well, yep. and he's big and strong, yep. and he's, he's, he's in really good shape. What about, are we putting the pen through Espion? Uh, <laughs> look, she's in the wrong part yeah. of the track, but I, I can't keep making excuses yeah. for her personally, yeah. but she was another forgive if you don't know her yeah. um, or you haven't been on her uh, because of the position in run. Yep.
0: Uh, here's O'Shea McAvoy in the Beaten Brigade.
6: It's really rewarding for everyone associated with the horse. Um, you know, Vets, uh, Harry Mitchell at Yarraman Park, um, young guy looks after the horses up the beach, and then my staff here, They, uh, this has just been a really big achievement from a good team, and they should all pat themselves on the back. Little niggling injuries, wet tracks, a year off. Yeah, you see he's come away with a little injury as a result of the wet tracks, so we just pulled up on him and took the liberty of giving him extended break and uh, he really enjoyed his time at the beach, come to us in great order, done a, a good foundation at Yarraman Park and, and then my staff here have you know worked tirelessly to, to make sure he maintained that a fitness base and soundness. So he's going to improve, no doubt. Uh, how high can he rise this prep? Oh, look, I think he's got an, an enormous improvement. He'd be very rusty today, um, a great Kieran ride. He, and, you know, to be fair, down the side he's probably a little free. Uh, just on the Chewy a bit more than what he normally is, so uh, he'll derive a lot of benefit from that. He's, he's got a, a really good race in him, not that that's, it's a good race today, but hopefully he's got a really good race in him as he gets some miles under his belt and uh, gets rid of that rusty uh, approach yes. to racing.
2: No, we, we did want to have a bit more of a hit out and I found myself burrowed away there behind uh, a wall of ten furlong horses Roundy, um I looked at the calendar when I got back in the car and I thought, John's not going to be too angry because we've still got two days, two, sorry, two weeks, we haven't got 10 days, so it was a little bit extra to get a bit more work into him, but um, good to have him back, Brownie, because he showed a lot of promise early on, a little bit of an injury there, and they've been patient, and it's nice to see him come to the track and do this today.
7: Tim Clark, Titanium Power. Yeah, he was really brave. I thought he toughed it out really well. James McDonald, Grabina.
3: Yeah, good, solid run. He's in for a good prep.
7: Jason Collett, Mr. Mozart. Uh,
3: start was very costly, uh, and then just sort of buffeted there in the straight, which... Again,
7: free costly. Rachel King, Hard Empire.
4: Um, Massive run. Just probably bad gate beat us today, but he's in super form.
7: William Park Espiona.
4: She's run well. She wasn't beaten very far.
7: Sheila, Shiller, of
5: Susserlens. He was a super run. I thought he was strong through the line. Um, he'll be very hard to beat in the championship. Brock Ryan Stampy. Yeah, he went good. I just bit sharp for him at 1,200.
0: Well, a plan came off yesterday when Pakari Kare won the Group 3 Triske off the back of a Benchmark 78, but third up into the Triske that was the plan. Well done to Bryce Hayes and also Tyler Schiller.
1: Well, a bold plan uh, from a 78 to a Group 3, but it worked. Uh, getting all the breaks, he's just gone to a new level, this kid. Oh, he's, he's riding like a man possessed, honestly. like,
2: oh, no, I always worry for kids like this when they're about to come out of their time. He's ridden out his claim. He's extended his time to compete in the um, Apprentices' Premiership. But, mate, he, he's probably riding... You know, other than J Mac, he's probably riding the best in Sydney.
6: No,
1: I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna argue with you. Jump the broom, might be back on track this preparation. He he's a horse that won he, or she won her first four starts and then lost away, but that's an encouraging return from her. SWAT's that out every hope had the big weight there and I think I wanna follow this Bella. Tricks black after another run or two. When she she'll probably need one or two more runs, but when she gets to a right distance range, that's a very encouraging return off a uh, off a decent break. More profits was okay too.
0: Okay, let's go to uh, Bryce Hayes and also Tyler Schiller, and uh, then we'll go to a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the rest of the program at Royal Randwick.
7: She'd done so well. I'll just... It's one of those things that, like all week i don't really get nervous but i got nervous just because of how well she'd worked uh, like you know the early part of the week so i was worried she left it there at home but um never things lost. were going too well yeah going too well and in this game you never get ahead of yourself you know that
0: <laughs> well she got to the lead and uh she looked
7: like a, a really good horse today oh i just want a quick shout out to nash uh, appreciate him him and his help he's uh Help me, help my horses and um, you know his help with this mare is the reason we probably got into the race today. There's no two ways about that and credit to Tyler for a ride that uh, required a lot of patience which we were going to have. We're happy to play it, hopefully
5: everyone overplayed their hand in terms of getting off the fence and it worked out. we have got to give credit to Bryce. He booked me about three weeks ago for this mare and she's done a really good job, she's in great form, she gets to be unlucky sometimes but today she got all the breaks and great turn of foot on
2: her. How far out did you feel the winner?
5: I actually felt a fair way out. From the 300, she just trucked me through a gap and I thought she might have peaked on a run a bit. She's only got a short sprint, but she held it all the way to the line. The lightweight helped and she's done a really good job today.
0: In a moment, Gary Cleese is going to join me here at Tun Curry Racecourse to uh, go through today's qualifier for the country championships. We'll show you a market and we'll go through his selections. But first, let's go back to the highway. And Danielle Sieber's doing great things in her stable. She got another highway win with this time Amaranth's.
1: Yeah, she's training the house down with these highway horses, placing them beautifully. And, and this man again, Schiller, yeah. uh, they went too hard in this 1800. They're not good enough, these horses, to go out that hard. He read the play. She came with a well-time run at the right time of her preparation and too good. Mr Severino's got upside, inside part of the track. He's a month between runs. So yeah, maybe a highway for him. The Hungarian didn't have much luck. And the stable made the winner's a yeah. coming highway winner. Do this all day. Yeah, king of spades as well. It travelled wide wide and just, you know, compounded the last hundred, but it it was a good run as well. Yep. This is the midway. Now, twist my arm. This is the ride of the day. (laughs) We keep saying it. (laughs) He just sat back last. He saved four lengths. He just... Threaded the Needle, Mabel, just a class ride. They're hard to back winners in these races. His best ride I reckon, was on Friday night, Dynamic Impact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Expresso was good back in distance. Um, another Cognac was just too keen in the run. It's as simple as that. And this uh, was a big win uh, session, 60 and a half. Led all the way, yep. kept running, and you would have thought would have been out of its feet late, but no.
2: It was ju- just another good ride, too, Brenton Abdullah. Like he-, he went to wrestling, and he looks a big lump of a horse, and you just let him flow, free run, um, and it was just a good, tough, solid win.
1: Yeah, one act affair there, and it was well fancied, even though at five or six dollars, you could see that he was well fancied by the Kieran Ma team. And, and this is an interesting horse, he just keeps getting the job done. Um, Think about it. Uh, he, you know, he, he did in a slowly run race the other day. He, he, yep. he, he might be more of a spring horse. It's all happening for him quickly, though.
2: His post race comments, Joey's, um, he reckons he's, he's still like a teenager. He's still you know he's still learning, still doing little things wrong. Um, but again, Semi, he, he, the way that he wraps this horse up, his Warwick Farm win was good, his Rose win was terrific and I thought that win yesterday was outstanding.
1: It was. Uh, Bizarre. I reckon he needs blinkers, that horse. He just wonders when horses come up outside him here. I, I reckon he's worth a shot with blinkers on. And, uh, well, what are we gonna say about Waterford? Was he too close to the inside? He's too nice a horse to just sack off one run. So let's just assess him after next time. And this was your sixth winner of the day. Not a bad tipping effort from you yesterday. Yeah, good effort. like a dartboard, mate, yeah. Keep throwing yeah, it, your you're job. bound
0: to they hit it. they say it's your job. <laughs> well, I'm doing my job all right at the moment. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> it's his job. In fact, it's your job to be up here with me today, Doversy. But anyway, another story. Um, I'll get to Cleesey in a moment. I'll get to Cleesey after this break when we have a look at the country championships here on the Mid-North Coast. That is the view of the Tuncurry Foster Racecourse. My first trip here, I've heard a lot about it. I remember interviewing club officials when they were building the track or trying to get it up and running and trying to get race meetings run here. Uh, and it was a community-led project. Uh, there was no funding, uh, they built it from from scratch. And this is one of the success stories in New South Wales racing, Gary. Yeah, and
8: it's getting bigger and bigger, Greg, and it's building. I was just talking to one of the committee men here a minute ago. Their last Saturday meeting here, what wasn't that long ago, it mm-hmm. was a Sky One meeting that over three thousand people are here.
0: Over three thousand. Oh. Now
8: today, they're predicting about six and a half. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, honestly, and and you can see the improvement. That track's still got a little bit of improvement to go. But they're working very good, uh, hard on it, Racing New South Wales. And this is a track that we can utilise because you see how big it is, it's, mm. it's, and it's got beautiful shoots out of each start. Uh, I mean, we really want a big track like this. not, And that's not taking it away from the Port Macquarie's and the Tar race. They're a smaller circuit track. They're designed like the Bell the track, but this is a lovely big track that's offers so much and I think it can keep improving.
0: All right, well, let's have a look at this uh, market and uh, tune in for the coverage today on Sky Thoroughbred Central from race one at 12.55 right through until uh, the last and the country championship to be run at 4.45 today. Uh, the market uh, looks like this and there'll be a lot of people Cheering for Sir Ravenelli, because he is the local horse trained by Terry Evans. There's two horses trained on the track in this race Paravion and also Sir Ravenelli, a girl's best friend who we saw recently in a highway. And there'll be a lot of emotion around Swamp Nation, who won this race last year at uh, Tarree, but of course, trained by
8: Glenn Milligan, who recently lost his dad, Bob. Yeah, look, I'm all over a girl's best friend. Uh, uh, not going off her first up win. I loved her at Coffs but I saw her over the July carnival and she wasn't the finish, finished product. He gave her a good break. Now this is her second up winning at Musselbrook. You watch this for a win. She just keeps improving but she puts this feel away pretty easy late.
6: A girl's best friend moved up on the outside, put the nose in front, starts to draw away and a girl's best friend too good. Wins over either the Hungarian or Mandel. And
8: then yeah, that's a good win. And then Greg, she went to Rose Hill on the highway and things never went right. If anyone had saw a first up win at Coffs but that was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. From where she was turning the corner and she got up on the line. I think Avocator set for the race. Uh, he went first up and he won easy at Again, it never went right in the highway. Uh, he's got a set of blinkers on him for the first time today and he trolled up really nice at Port Macquarie. I love these He got back and he found the line. Look, Sir Revanelli will come in a couple of the scratchings. Two little things with him. He might want to give him a dig digger uh, and fire him up uh, because he's never won at the 14. He hasn't ticked that box yet, but I will say this horse is going straighter than what he's ever gone. And I'm not going to leave Swamp Nation out. She's you, What do you see in the arts? She's, there's not much of her, only little, but she rounded them up quick in that pink silk cup there at uh, are, But she'll be the mayor getting back with a girl's best friend, finding the line. But I, I, the the best part about a girl's best friend is where she's drawn. Had she drawn on the inside, I'd have been a bit worried, because I do think she's a better mare when she can get to the outside and have a crack at him. Well, there are the
0: four from uh, Gary Cleesey in the country championship qualifier for the Mid North Coast. Sponsored again by New Haven Park. Uh, they sponsor the entire series, all the heats run right throughout the state, and the final at Royal Randwick on day one of the championships. Yesterday, Greg Pritchard caught up with Paul Shaler at the races at Ranwick about his chance with ugly Nikos.
8: He gets in well with the weights this time, Greg. Uh, he's been a horse that's been pretty difficult to place. He's got a very high benchmark, so he's been going around with 61 and a half kilos, um, getting narrowly beaten, but he gets in tomorrow with 60, 56 kilos. Um, um he's a genuine fourteen hundred metre horse, so he's had four runs now and he's had last two runs have been over sixteen hundred. He's got three weeks between runs back to fourteen hundred, so he presents a really fresh horse. Um and if they overdo it up front, um he'll be a horse that's gonna be finishing strong.
0: Okay, so this uh, market is going to change uh, day by day. Uh, the New Haven Park Country Championship final at Royal Ramwick, half a million dollars on day one of the championships. Uh, and uh, before we get there, we've got to go right around the state. So uh, off to Mudgee, uh, then off to uh, Tamworth, Maroo, you get the south, uh, the southern, um, the southeast uh, heat this year, Albury and Coffs Harbour there a couple of Saturdays. We'll have a doubleheader next weekend. Coffs on the Saturday, Mudgee on the Sunday, Albury on the Saturday, Tamworth on the Sunday the following week. Gary will be back for um, Coffs Harbour next week. Then to Maria, then to Canamble, and this year two wildcards. So a southern wildcard for the horses train south of Sydney, a northern wildcard for north of the Hawkesbury. And um, we've got... Golden Slipper in between those two dates. So Friday the 17th of March at Goulburn, Golden Slipper Day the 18th of March, and then Scone on the 19th, and the winner of both races go through. Not first and second. Just the winner of, of yeah. both
8: uh, um, uh, qualifiers. Now, uh, the, the Wild the, Cards. The Wild Cards, yes. yeah, just the winner. Yep.
0: Now, um, we've got to go. What do I take back to um, Duffercy and Brown? What do, do I bring the, if, if I get an Esky? Uh, of ice, can well, oysters, the
8: oysters, the it, prawns. What, what's good up here? Well, it's already been organised, Greg. There's, I think, there's half a dozen mud crabs for you. Right, the oh. biggest mud crabs you can find. You're, you're listening to this. You're listening to this, Dovey. Oh, and oh I think there's about God. three kilos <laughs> of prawns for you, Greg. So you're well looked after. Um I think, if I remember rightly, they said there was a half a kilo of prawns and one uh, um, mud crab for uh, John Shell. Okay, uh, right in. Oh. Well, we'll take that back home. And there's, uh, you can have it. There's you can have one tip for Cluthy before uh, it goes. There's,
1: yeah, what? There's one tip for Cluthy. Be very careful being all over a girl's best friend. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, boys. <laughs> See, ya. See, ya. See you next week. I'll be here with uh, you and Priscilla's here. Yep, Priscilla's today. here. Okay, we'll be back for... Uh, Big coverage of the first qualifier of the country championship. See you next Sunday and thanks for watching.